What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode six of the Millionaire Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Danny. Today, I have a friend that I met only a few months ago, but he's a very talented musician, and he's a really nice guy as well. It's L-U-C-A. Welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you for joining. Yeah, no problem, dude. Um, so before we start anything, I just want to show the uh, I just want to show the listeners your video. Yeah, so, let's go. Thank you for share, sharing your music video with us. Um, no so why don't you formally introduce yourself to uh, our listeners? So my name is Luca and also knows my artist name, L-U-C-A. Um, I make you know, multi-genre music and it's not necessarily pop or rock or hip hop. Like it's really just like a bunch of influences from multiple genres, like put into, you know, whatever I'm feeling like for that song or whatever I'm doing. So. Absolutely. Um, so why did you choose your name L-U-C-A? Is that like an acronym or did you just like the way it looked? Um, like what's the inspiration for that? It was really a combination of a lot of things. So one being it's like L-U-C-A like does spell my name. And then the fact that it's just identity like for example like you have rappers like like Russ like it's literally his his artist name is just his first name. And then you have like people like Kyle and all these artists um it's just you get right to like the identity of like who the person is and then in terms of like the aesthetic to it like putting the period in space after each letter like that it gives it something like interesting like it gives it some character just like when you see it it really like stands out and um it kind of reminds me of like the lo-fi um like hip-hop beat titles on youtube that's like every uh letter is like spaced out and it like looks cool in the video so yeah and like it's made to look like an acronym um me personally like i thought of so many things it could stand for but um i mean that's up to the listener whatever they come with like whatever they come up with if they want to put that together but yeah for sure it's pretty sick yeah um so uh how long have you been making music for and like what inspired you to start it so i started playing guitar when i was about like six or seven years old and my dad, he was in a band, like, when he was a teenager, and, like, him and his friends would play, like, um, like classic rock and, like, 80s music. It's, like, that's what was, that was the hip-hop, what, like, pop music was back then. Like, they were going out, like, partying to, like, Motley Crue and, like, ACDC and, like, yeah, stuff like that. Similar to, like, we're partying to, like, the music we have now. And um, he always played guitar and um, obviously, like, as he got older, like, he didn't, really, like, stick with it because it was more just, like, a hobby, and, you know, he passed that on to me, and I was young, and I saw him, he had his guitars, like, in the closet, and, like, that inspired me to start learning, and he taught me some things, and then it really moved on from there, like, I started watching YouTube videos, and that's really how, like, I learned how to play guitar, was literally just watching YouTube videos for years and years, and, um, you know, when you learn an instrument, it kind of like 
expands your appreciation like for music for sure absolutely and, yeah and like from there um i was i believe it was either the summer going into yeah the summer going into eighth grade i remember my brother my older brother had um the it was either the demo version of fl studio or another like daw and he had it on his computer and he was just like messing around with it and i thought it was like the coolest thing because like he was putting all these sounds together in the screen and like i don't know just looked cool and i was like i you know i want to try to learn how to do this so me being like a kid in middle school and like him being like my older brother like i was just begging him like yo can you show me like how to get this on my computer and like, you know, he's busy doing homework or like on the phone with his girlfriend or whatever, like just older brother stuff. And like, I would just beg him like to try to help me like get, like download the program. So we finally did it and we got it on my laptop and it was, um, it was the demo version of FL Studio 12, I think at the time. And from there, like, I just felt like I had like a canvas in front of me, like all these different options, like putting notes down and stuff and like, it was cool to see like what went on like behind the scenes of how like music was like made like electronically. So going from there, I just like, I would sit for hours like trying to learn the program, watch YouTube tutorials and um, going on from there was just every day, like getting better and better using FL and then um, really applying like principles of like creating music, like music theory and like chords and stuff and learning that like again through online and a lot of these things I feel like not even just me but a lot of people are learning a lot through just YouTube tutorials and like we don't go to the library anymore to yeah. find information like it's all in the palm of our hands so yeah. um you know moving forward from that you know just making beats for years and I tried to reach out to artists like local artists like people would find on twitter and like over and over again I'll reach out to people like hey like check out my beats like I, I love the song you made like just little like trying to make like relationships with people and stuff like that and sometimes like you have to understand it's like art is art so it's like you really can't force things like things have to happen naturally and it wasn't working out like the way i planned and like I wasn't getting like people to use my beats and stuff like that, like I wanted to. And the thing is, it wasn't that the beats were bad. It's just literally every artist would say the same thing. It was that like, I don't like see like this fits my style or like, I just like, I feel like I'm not getting any ideas for this. And like deep inside, I always had like certain visions for beats I made. Like I saw like the artist side of it, but it wasn't connecting to that artist I was talking to. And like over time, I noticed this pattern over and over again. And I would have this vision in my head, like how I could see a song being made like out of the beat that I made. And um, just people weren't, I guess, seeing the vision from that. So um, moving forward, I decided like, you know what? Like I could do this myself. Like I was able to learn production. I was able to make beats. Like I can do, the artist side as well and keep in mind like i'm not in any way shape or form like the most outgoing person you know like i'm i don't want when i walk into a room i don't want all the attention like that's not what i'm doing music for that's not what i do a lot of things for but um 
it was just a, a step of getting out of your comfort zone really and I knew that I had inside of me but it was just it just took that confidence to really like get in front of the mic and do something I wasn't used to so I said you know forget it like I need to stop being like this and like let's put down my ideas and I'll try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know, but at least I wanted to try. I really did want to try. So I ordered this mic on Amazon. It was literally like, I have it right here. I'll show you. It's the, um, it's like the blue Yeti, like mini. Right. Oh, okay. And a lot of people use that for like content creation, like podcasts and stuff like that. But I've seen people use it for music too. So I see, you know, it's cheap. It's 80 bucks. And you know, this is good for something as a start. So I bought the mic and like the first time I had it set up, like I thought it was like really weird, like hearing my voice, like in my own headphones, like all my own beats. And like, I just started writing ideas and like really getting used to like being in front of the mic. And then, you know, just like everything else, like over time, it just becomes second nature and it was easy. So I started writing songs and really, diving into that like creative aspect and two months later we get my first album like the self-titled album luca and you know from there it's like a lot of people didn't see that side of me you know like a lot of my friends family people that just knew me from high school it's like um because like when you get those kids in high school they're like that are like the SoundCloud rappers, like like the people who are like involved in like to like singing and doing music and stuff. It's like those are like the outgoing people, with like dope outfits, getting all the chicks, and like always like the center of attention with everything. But like that just wasn't wasn't me. Like I had a lot of friends that I appreciated like you know there was girls, events, good times, like good friends, good people, just like you know it's just a high school community and but I wasn't like that that kid you know that you see was like the star of the, the grade you know yeah so when my music came out like it really shocked people they're like yo like I didn't know like you're into singing like this is like this is awesome and, like stuff like that and a lot of people reached out to me and was like I think like you have something here and my problem was that I didn't, I didn't believe it myself <clears throat> because I think just like me as a person, it's like, obviously like I believe in myself, but I just might not see the vision as clear as other people do in terms of like that perspective of what they saw as me or saw me as an artist. So like I wasn't really um, seeing the same things people were at the time. And it was just me trying something new and, you know, I guess it paid off in the end. And then like over time, I started making more songs and releasing like more music and like kept getting the same thing. Like, yo, like you are really talented. Like, how is this not blown up? Like, how did you learn to do this in such a quick amount of time? And like, you literally just bought a mic. Like, how are you an artist? Like stuff like that. And you just see patterns in people. And even people I don't even know, like, reached out to me. Like, people I didn't even know from high school. They're just like, hey, like, I love your songs. Like, keep doing it. And, like, that's really the beauty behind it. 
that you can make like an impact or like have your art reach people who like you don't even have like certain connections with. So, um, you know, moving forward, you know, I've built connections. You know, I met you. I met a bunch of artists. I've been a bunch of like talented producers. Like, shout out to my friend Sean, you know, Jawan, um, one time Johnny, you like, um, so me like. I would sit here forever if I got to name all the people and like I just built a huge like community of like people that enjoy the same thing and like that's just really important it's finding people that like do the same stuff as you and really just networking like people in the industry as well not even just artists and producers and you know over time that just you manifest it once you surround yourself with that and like that leaves us now to like my song Delilah. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to Delilah, I just want to, I have like a few questions. So first off, why didn't you start earlier? Cause I know you said you, you did, you started like FL studio in eighth grade. Was it like a, a confidence thing that you were, that you didn't have enough confidence or timing or what was it? Like why I didn't start <laughs> yeah. like as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really part of it. It's just, I, thought like subconsciously and like consciously too like I would always come up with ideas like I would make a beat and then in my head like I was like a melody like vocally or like lyrics and stuff yeah and I think you got it like on par it's really just confidence like I always just told myself I'm not an artist like oh I'm not that type of person to get in front of a mic but like no one was telling me these things it was literally just me myself putting a label on myself and like limiting myself for what reason, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's really like, we're all human. So like we have like certain insecurities that um, we don't know what comes from it or what stems from it, but um, it was really just a matter of um, building up the courage to say like, hey, you know, like, you know what, I should try this. It's just like getting out of your comfort zone. And, you know, over the years, you kind of learn how to do that more and more frequently as you do it more. You know, like the more you put yourself in like weird situations, over time, you're more, um, how should I say it? It's easier to do after that. Yeah. Um, one more question that I had is um, for our listeners, I know you said you used a lot of YouTube videos. Um, if you want to learn how to make beats or how to learn guitar in general, do you have any people that you remember that really helped you out um, on YouTube that you could recommend? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. Um, I would watch a lot of like I don't know if you heard like BusyWorksBeats.com. So that was definitely one of them. The Internet Money videos I would watch. The, um, you know, the genius like deconstructed videos that show like how the beat was made. Um, that was definitely one of them. Um, in terms of the guitar videos, that all happened like when I was in elementary school and like middle school. So it's like. I can't think of specific channels that I would watch for that. Really, it was just the fact that it was so long ago. Yeah. I got you. But um, it did, it wasn't really channels like for the for the guitar. It was really just I liked the song and I wanted to learn, you know, how to play uh, the song guitar. So I would literally just go Google or um, YouTube and search like how to play. Um, I don't know, Wonderwall by Oasis or something like that. Yeah. And like you have a hundred 
plus videos that show up and I'll just pick one that seems like good and mm. go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know you just mentioned Oasis. Do you have any favorite artists that you either like to work with or just listen to in general? Favorite artists? Okay. <laughs> so one thing about me, you will never get like a favorite out of me. Like I can never pick a favorite song. I can never pick a favorite artist, favorite clothing brand, food, anything. Like I'm so indecisive when it comes to the picking because I don't think of things as like one solid like judgment. Like everything has so many elements to it. So it's like if I pick something, one part of it I really like, one another part of it I might not like and that might make something else be more likable or less likable. Like but I can give you like a top ten, like definitely like artists I really like. Dominic Fike being one of them. Uh, Russ, Lil Peep, Kanye West, Kid Cudi. Um, really like, like in terms of like other genres, I would really go like Bob Marley, definitely like, and not even just with music, I feel like Bob Marley for me had like a spiritual impact, you know? So not so much the music, but just him as a spirit kind of impacted me because like something like not many people know about this like maybe my brothers do but like I would say in like in middle school like fifth or sixth grade like all I would listen to was like reggae music like I had this weird phase where it's like um I was exploring a lot of things like in late elementary to beginning to mid of middle school like I got into computers at one point, like I was really heavy into reggae music. I was really um, into like drawing, like sketching art that way. Like you could see like old posts on my Instagram of like me doing art. And um, yeah, it was really just figuring out myself and like something about reggae music really like impacted me spiritually. Like, and that's, that's like something you can't always explain, you know? It's like, well, like when Bob Marley would talk about like his ex, uh, experiences and like his life, it's like you put yourself in his shoes and like, wow, like stuff actually happens. And how like he was shot at um, in his own home, you know, like due to him, like trying to create peace within uh, his community. And like, that's a whole nother conversation, but um I feel like he had a huge impact uh, culturally, like for where he was from and like just spiritually, he was just ahead of his time. Like he really cared about people. And I feel like music wasn't just a career for him. It was just a way to get his message out there. And um, yeah, but that, like I said, it's not really the music I was um, influenced by for me as an artist. It was just spiritually like him, his message, but um, in addition to that, like, um, I love Skrillex. I think the energy of, like, his dubstep and this is crazy. Um, when I was young, I used to listen to a lot of 50 Cent and Eminem because, like, my brothers and cousins, like, love that music and, like, they put me on to that and that was something, like, really, um, like, interesting, I think. And um, really, like, I can go on all day. Yeah. Like Tyler, Tyler, the creator, 
like another amazing artist. Um, the list goes on, really. For sure. Um, so I'm, definitely, back. I'm definitely forgetting one, you know? I'm definitely forgetting a punch that like way more important than probably some of these, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so you did mention like Bob Marley and how he was trying to create peace in his community. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, I just wanted to bring up how uh, your song hurt people and how you decided to donate all the funds to, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the, uh, like a Black Lives Matter foundation. Campaign Zero. Yeah. So, yes, um, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Um, so just, uh, I just wanted you to like explain Campaign Zero, like explain your decision as to why you made the song and why you wanted to, um, do this thing. that was like pretty impactful. Okay. So viewing the video of um with george floyd and viewing everything in in the past when it comes to like 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 i said like once you see these things in the news some people just watch tv and they're like all right just another shooting like another event but you got to think about what those people that are there in the scene and like those families and like everything involved you got to put yourself in their shoes and like think like that really impacted their whole life and their generation next and which are going to affect their kids and you know what I mean and um it's just really like an impactful thing because I feel like the, the special thing about the George Floyd video is that it was the timing was kind of interesting because it was during like quarantine and that was a time where a lot of people were home a lot of people were stressed out because you know a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people were losing family members losing friends and it was just a hard time for a lot of people and like a lot of emotions and everything mixed up together and i feel like it was a a wake-up call and i feel like it should have been a wake-up call a long time ago and because this isn't the first time this has happened. Yeah. Probably not going to be the last, and that's so unfortunate, but it's a matter of what can I do to help? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, uh, like, like, obviously, like, I could repost a picture saying, you know, like, rest in peace. I could repost a picture saying, like, you know, like, let's make change and stuff like that. But it's like, attending the protests, donating money. Um, it could really, no matter how small it is, no matter how small, whatever you do is, it could really make an impact that you don't see at the moment, but down the line, you know, the butterfly effect, when multiple people like participate in that kind of effort, it could really make change. Yeah. I feel so, like that's the one thing about the George Floyd situation is that a lot of people got involved and a lot of like things with the protests and a lot of things with social media. And I think this was very different from a lot of um, past events just because of the involvement. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's sad that it takes that much involvement for there to be change. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that it takes all what happened for people to get justice or for people to realize like, you know what, maybe this is wrong. And that's the sad part about it. And, you know, that's just the world we live in. But 
the fact that we've got so many people involved is what's going to change the world we live in, you know? And sure. me using, you know, my platform as an artist, which is small, and I get that. But if you could, like, if you could make money off of streams and spend it on, like, Lamborghinis and, like, chains and, like, nice clothes, it's like, why can't you put that money towards something that's going to change lives? You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm not a big artist. You know, like, I'm not doing millions of streams. But the thing is, like, with the internet, like, things can go viral. And there's a lot of power in that. So I was making, like, so many videos on, like, TikTok, because that's, like, a, a platform that people use to blow up and get, like, engagement and traction. So, like, I was using TikTok as a way to try to, like, spread the word of this. Because if people stream the song, on, like, let's say on Spotify, it gets 0. 0.00427, like, like, cents, which isn't a lot. But if you take that song and make TikToks and people are aware of not only, like, the song, like, they like the song, whatever, but the message as well, they, they feel the art. They feel the emotion, you know, it generates, you know, generates money and that money could go towards campaign zero. And like, when you think of songs with millions and millions of streams, like what happens to that money? You think it goes towards the business, it goes towards the artists, it goes towards the managers, the, the record label, rebranding of their, their company, like stuff like that. But it's like, these artists have multiple songs with millions and millions and millions of streams. So like, let's just take one and get all the revenue from that and put it towards something like important. So my hope was that, you know, this song would gain a lot of traction and like something so easy as listening to it could like generate money to make an impact. And um, unfortunately it didn't go viral, you know, and I didn't, um, make the impact that I wanted to but did it make an impact absolutely I had people like DMing me um like saying like you know the song is beautiful and you know I love what you're doing like this is amazing like god bless and stuff like that yeah. and like re just reading that like it gives you like goosebumps and, like, it's, it's a beautiful you know it's a beautiful moment not only like for you and the person you're messaging but like just for life in general yeah absolutely. like why why am i doing music yeah you know that's really that's really the question why am i doing music the answer is for people yeah for the change like yeah. like positivity uh, you know up, uplifting people um you listen to music and sometimes that could be determined uh, that could determine whether you're having a good day or not for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I really like yeah. um, your mindset. It kind of reminds me of Gary Vee because he always talks about how you always want to make, you never want to think about your, how you're benefiting yourself. You always want to think about how you're benefiting the client or the listener and stuff like that. So I think it's really cool that yeah. you're um, putting your time into not just being empty music, but actually making it for people and thinking about the listener. And uh, as an artist myself, I, I can understand how like you put hours and hours into two or three minutes of sound and people don't realize how hard the work is. And um, the fact that you're putting in all this hard work 
and not even thinking about getting a return with money or anything. I think that's pretty incredible. So respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you talk a lot about like why you love music and like a couple of your favorite things. Um, do you just want to like reiterate any of those or like just talk about more of your favorite things about music that like you're really thankful for? Like, you know. Um, going back to Bob Marley, uh, one thing he says is when music hits you, you feel no pain. You know, that's the one thing that's beautiful about it is that it's there's a lot of uplifting things about music and it's, it's brought people together for generations, you know. And over time, it's like when you understand music and like the impact it's had on people, it's like over and over again, like we see a pattern. Like what do you see when you see videos of concerts? And like artists have come out and said this too, like, I see people of all races. I see like people from all different locations. And it's like, I see like, like me personally, like even just being in high school, like I see people who aren't even in the same like click or like social group, or whatever, but they could still like become friends or like build a friendship based on the music they like. Like I've become friends with people that I wouldn't see myself being friends with, but because I initiated a conversation got to talk about music like oh like this is where you're from you like this type of music because you know this that and the third so am i like so am i that's how i'm connected to this too and that's just a beautiful part about it it brings people together in ways that you'll never you'll never know like 100 percent why yeah but um as far as delilah goes um that's another thing that's like really could bring a lot of elements together. Cause like this song the production wise was built off of so many influences. Cause like the guitar, it reminds you of like, you know, classic rock, punk rock, just those chords, like distortion, like the loudness of those, like those chords really, that's where that influence is coming from. Something that I even enjoy in music. Like I love, I love rock. A lot of people do like the energy that it brings and then you have the drums and like the percussion of the song it's like hip-hop trap driven and like that in itself is like it really drives the energy in the song too just that musical element that influence and then vocally it's a lot of like really pop driven you know so like all those things together just makes you know delilah and kind of like touches on a lot of influence like i said yeah the beautiful thing about music is that like i don't even know if genres really exist because if you take you know a certain genre it's really a mixture of three previous genres yeah for sure um that segued really nicely into um delilah which is our next topic so like just tell me like the story of delilah i remember the first time you showed me it, it was unreleased, and it was called Hometown, and we were at the basement of Temple University. Yeah. Graduation. <laughs> so, and like, I remember I listened to it, and I was like, yo, bro, like, I dapped you up. I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is definitely gonna be a hit. So, mm -hmm. um, tell me, like, like what you were thinking for the song, um, and just, like, why you changed it, changed the name, like, all that stuff. So, my process in writing the song is, like, this isn't, like, artistic or anything, like, this isn't special at all. It's literally like when I have a project file 
and I'm on like FL Studio and I'm like making a song, it's like you have to save it. Like I want to save it because I want to stop, go do something. I have to work on this later. Like you have to save it and you have to give the file a name, right? So that's literally the reason why it was called Hometown. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you want to draw connections and make like creative reasons why it was called Hometown, like you can. But I'm just letting you know, like that was um, like that's the thing with a lot of like files I have. It's like I have to name it something so I could save it on my computer. So um, that was uh, what I named it. So there's not like yeah. it sucks to just say this, but like there's no like yeah. cool story behind that. But, I got you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Like writing the song. Um. I love when, like, I love the whole idea of like metaphors in music. Like talking about something when, you're not really talking about that, and that's what Delilah is like. It sounds like it's it's a catchy love song, like, but there's a deeper you know there's a deeper meaning behind it, and like you and yourself you have goals and like inspirations and like what you want to do and between you and those things you have like a, a relationship just like you do like a girlfriend boyfriend mom dad brother sister like you have a relationship with these things that aren't even physical because like the way it works is you put time and effort into it and you get something back from it and that's the thing with life and your goals is like you have to have to have to put into it if you expect something to come out of it because the whole thing behind Delilah was that people like normally have like conflicting um, ideas of like self-confidence and self-doubt so it's like one minute you know I really like believe in myself like you know today's gonna be awesome whatever by the end of the day, like, sometimes you could just be, like, insecure. You just, like, have thoughts of doubt. And, like, you just might have saw something that day that triggered a thought, that triggered another thought that made, maybe just, like, ruined your whole mood. You know what I mean? So you can't let, you know, demons like that get in the way. Because that's really what it is. It's just stupid little thoughts that make you worse as a person. And it's yeah. not your fault. It's just something that people should be aware of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just understanding where that thought is coming from, like why you're thinking these things um, that are putting yourself down as a person. And once you understand that, it's it's really like life changing. You know, once you understand yeah. where certain negative thoughts are coming from, not just thinking that they're so real because really they're not. Yeah. And that's what Delilah is saying. It's really like talking about self-confidence and self-doubt. And like, it's um, expressed as a love song because it's a relationship between you and your goals. So you would say that Delilah is metaphor, metaphorical for your goals. Exactly what you want to achieve. Yes. So um, I know you were talking about like uh, internet money and stuff. I know. Uh, well, first off, let me ask: Was Delilah part of your album? Was that originally part of your album, or was that released separately after the album? It was actually a single first and um, because of, like doing the whole deal with like the, the record label and distribution, like I had to take it down. Okay. So, then, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but that helps me for the next question. So you said you were talking about like internet money and how they help make the beats. Um, I know Lil Tecca, he like, when he made the beat, well, when he made Ransom with Taz Taylor, 
who's part of Internet Money. Um, he yeah. didn't think it was going to be a breakout hit right away. He kind of thought it would just be a regular song that wouldn't, like, you know, do incredible. Did you think the same way, or did you know this was going to be a breakout hit from the start? From the start, I, like, I had an ear for it. Not as much as other people did, and that's the thing. It's like, I knew, like, making the songs, like, no, this is something that's going to be played at parties. This is something that people are going to really vibe to. Like, this is upbeat. Like, this is good energy. Like, that type of thing. Yeah. But after that, it's really just, I didn't see the impact that it could have, could have had potentially, you know? Because, like I said, like, a lot of people, um, after hearing that song, like they said, like, you know, like this is like this could be viral, like this is a banger, like all these things. And it's like me myself, I didn't even think that highly of the song. Like I thought it was good, but not that good. And again, that comes back to the conversation of self doubt. You know? Absolutely. It's like you can't limit yourself. Like if people if people you don't even know are messaging you like they love your music like there's there's something there for sure um yeah um i'm trying to think what i was gonna say so for your album um what were like your thoughts when releasing it um did you have any doubt as to like am i getting into this too quickly because you did release it two months after you like started like doing music and stuff and i know you kind of um on social media you're kind of abrupt about it like abruptly posted it and like, um, so like, uh, you can just like talk about like the songs on there and like why you chose them and, uh, you know, just yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I could start off. Um, first song on that, that album is My World. Love that song. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And it's funny because that song, um, it's weird because like, it's been a year since, or a little less than a year um, since I was in like the productive like production phase of this whole thing so it's like my thought processes going into these songs it's like really like left my memory a lot of it and um when it comes in my world like obviously you could hear it like it's talking about like a relationship with a girl and like I know she's around my world you see the mess is coming like you know what I mean and it's just um, the fact of like just songwriting and exploring. Like like I said, this is like right when I bought my first mic, and a lot of this album wasn't like pre-planned of what I wanted to say, or what my message was. There's a lot of like first reaction experimentation, like really just trying to find like who I am or like what my style is of art or like of music um, as an artist. Yeah. Because, like, if you listen to that album, every song is very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, every song seems like you're taking it from other albums, other artists. Like, you listen to My World, and then you listen to Do It For You. It seems like totally two different artists, totally two different albums, like, two different genres. Yeah. And, like I said, it was a space of um, experimentation, and, like, trying to see like who I was, um, you know, vocally or like as an artist, like as a songwriter, so. Mm. Um, um, were you like always big into singing or like did it, did you just start when you were becoming an artist or did you like, did you enjoy singing and practicing before, before while you were on the production 
you know, phase of stuff. Uh, if you want to talk my um my solo concerts in the shower before that, <laughs> I guess. No, I mean everyone really like that's the thing. Everyone sings. Like everyone sings. Whether it's in front of people or not in front of people, I will guarantee you that anyone that listens to music has been home alone at least once or like has been in the shower like singing their heart out to a song, you know? Absolutely. But um yeah, no, like this wasn't planned like very far. It was really just I had ideas, I had the mentality of like an artist like deep down. But like I said, like it was just a lot of self-confidence issues and like telling myself I wasn't an artist. Like I'm I'm only in this for like production. Like I'm not that type of person to get in front of the mic. But you know, you lie to yourself a lot when it comes to that stuff. So yeah. um I was it wasn't like thoughts of oh I really want to do this, but I'm afraid to. It was more like, I don't want to do this because I, I, I'm I not this. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, I got you. Definitely. But, um, yeah. Um, if you want to talk about, like, thoughts behind one of the songs, I would say 21st Century is definitely one that I would say, like, I could explain behind. Because 21st Century was just discussing a bunch of things about like our society and like if i had the lyrics in front of me i'd break it down for you but go listen to it if you want to but if you just listen to it in the context of like our society and like how we see things and like um just in general like relationships with people or it's just stuff like that like that's really what it's about like our 21st century, my 21st century, your 21st century, like, what is that? It's really your perception of everything going on. You know, like, one of the lines I could think of is, you know, take that picture for me, say it lasts longer, um, I didn't have the space. Hold on one sec, my mom's calling me. You could take this part out, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna recite the line. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. No. Like with 21st century, it's really just about perception, and like, or about the world around you, really. Mm-hmm. And um, you could really take like what you want, like out of the song once you listen to it. Like I feel like everyone has a different perspective of music when they listen to it, and like, you know, lyrically not only like sonically. So that was that for 21st century. Um, destiny for sure I could explain Um, and that's the thing like before I just said like you know a lot of things left my memory from a year ago but it's like when I sit here and think about them like stuff starts to come back to me but um, destiny for sure is a story in itself because when we think of destiny like your destiny my destiny it's the future you know it's what your fate is like what you're meant to do on this earth like while you're here and a lot of the times we look for signs you know like not everyone's religious um you know a lot of people have different um viewpoints on that like whether the future is pre-planned or like whether you solely like define your future and like just a, a collection of like those types of ideas so 
with destiny. It's really just saying like, you know, what is my future? Like, and it, just like Delilah, it's expressed as a, a love song because people like you and your destiny, your fate, you hold a relationship with that. Just like you do a girl, you know, just like you would do with your mom, just like you would do with your dad, brothers, sisters, your dog, you know, anything. So you have a relationship with your destiny. You have a relationship with your faith. So it's whatever you put in, you, you get out. Like sometimes you have um, certain like conflicts when it comes to like determining what your future is going to be. And um, it's, there's just so many elements to it. Like one of the lines is destiny, you know, just tell me things that make me feel all right. You know, and what I'm saying is that like, sometimes we look way too deep into like those sort of things. We're afraid of our future. We look, we think way too deep into it. And we just try to expect like signs to be like perfect for what we want. Like tell me things that make me feel all right is when you like, look for certain signs like you're expecting certain signs when trying to figure out your future like you're expecting to get you know perfect grades all semester you're expecting to get a girlfriend by senior year you're expecting to you know have like this car like you're expecting like you know what i mean yeah we're expecting to get all this this grind out this summer for whatever like so many different situations I can name but it's like we expect way too much yeah and like sometimes we just have to focus on the present and as long as we do that you know the future we want will come whether it's now 10 years from now 20 years from now um, and like yeah. I said, there's a lot of factors that go into it. So things don't always happen the way you want it to. Yeah. But like, that's how we grow as people. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You have to go through those things. And if you don't, then it's like, you're going to stay the same exact person you were the year before. And that's the thing. It's like every year you want to be totally different from what you were the previous year. Yeah. I definitely and feel that. Um, yeah, that's just maturity. That's just yeah, becoming smarter, becoming more aware, like learning how to appreciate more things. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Um. Yeah, I noticed like you have like a very like, like you have like the millionaire mindset. You know, like that's why I call it the podcast. Like, because I invite people on who have that mindset. That's just like you always want to grow. You always want to work hard, achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. And um, like I as a person who has like that same mindset, I can like really appreciate that you have that. It's like very unique from a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And that's the thing. It's like I was never, like, I know everyone says this when it comes to art or when it comes to anything, really. Like, even Gary Vee says this, even though, like, he runs, like, a business and, like, business is meant for money. But, like, like I said, like, I know everyone says this, but I'm not, I'm not doing it for money. Like, I didn't, that's not the reason why I started doing music. You know why? Is because like back when I started, even like playing guitar, um, and then like getting into beats and stuff, it's like I started just because I loved doing it, you know. 
Yeah. Like it wasn't me trying to like go out and like try to make money off of beats. Like I know people that literally just got into music just because like they were trying to get a quick buck. Mm. You know what I mean? And like I know that that wasn't it wasn't my intention because I felt like the what came with making music, like the feeling that came with it, was worth way more than any dollar I could make off of it. Like yeah. off of it, you know. Yeah, and once you become like selfish about it, then at that point, like, like if you start anything that you say you're passionate about, but you're just doing it for money and being selfish, then it really just doesn't work out. I feel like the most growth and the most like success you have is with things you're actually passionate about, whether you put in a lot of work or not. It seems like to always work out, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Like I would literally, I was doing this with no even like no intention or intention of uh, getting my beats out to people, like no intention of selling them, but like. You could even ask like my brothers or like my mom, my dad, like I was literally sitting in the basement or in my room like for hours just sitting there like making songs, like making beats and stuff. Like I said, like at the time I didn't have, you know, a beat store like online or like I wasn't going to studios or like reaching out to artists like, yo, like check out my beats, like stuff like that. It wasn't. It wasn't part of the, the the hobby. It wasn't part of anything. Yeah. Like all it was was just me and the music. Oh, me and my laptop. Me and my guitar. Mm. No one else was involved. But um, it really took other people to like tell me to get like money involved. Tell me to yeah. get other people involved. Mm. You know, because you know, when you see potential, um, like people hop on that. Yeah. Like people tell you like yo you can make money with this or like you know you could really like people would enjoy this yeah um so, so like for as far as like promotion goes um do you, i see that you're like uh, obviously i see you're like expanding to TikTok and stuff and you're putting a lot of work into that um are you planning on expanding to you know maybe a solely a music-based snapchat or expanding to triller or you know going really hard on twitter like are you or are you just planning out a lot of content for TikTok, you have a promo plan or is it just like, as it comes to your mind, you make it? Like, how does it work for you as like promotion wise? Promotion wise, I'm a so, like, I'm a so believer that like social media plays an important role when it comes to like marketing music or like marketing anything. Like if I were to start a landscaping business, like social media and Facebook, like that would be my go-to in terms of like promoting it. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like it is, business you know yeah and um just we're right now in a phase where like it's the war for attention you know it's a, literally a battlefield is a battlefield for attention a lot of people are doing like anything and everything to get attention on social media yeah it's really a fight for it so there's a lot of competition when it comes to like who's really getting the attention who's not why are you not um and for me it's just consistently or oh my god i can't talk consistency and good content mm. and then the engagement follows you know because my thing was like i'm gonna post every day on my feed it'll be like a post about me or about my music like just showing like who i am as luca who i am as luca and once you do that it's like people really get to see you and that's really what it is like they want to see who you are 
they want to see the person that they're like listening to music for um you really want to like get yourself out there and like stop letting like insecurity or like you know like lack of confidence like get in the way of that yeah and going off of that um to like i know a lot of artists that i've talked to like they think that themselves as a person and themselves as like a musician or an artist is like two different completely people completely different people it's like for myself like danny uh, versus like tasty or big tasty which is my artist name obviously i feel like they're two different people like big tasty or tasty is more outgoing whereas danny is more you know working hard at school and stuff like that so do you feel like luca and luca are the same person or do you think there's you know different personalities between the two like that's interesting um it's definitely like one person like it's definitely me like i don't feel like it changes like between the two there's like i don't feel like it's a, a different person but it's like i'm how should i say this me myself is luca luca parlotta i'm trying to improve myself to become more luca i don't know how to like if that makes that. sense or not yeah. No, I get that. My thing is I'm trying to become, um, um, I guess what I'm trying to represent. Yeah. Like in terms of like, um, like for the music and like, I feel like deep down I have it. Like deep down, I'm, I know I'm like, I could be an outgoing person. I know like I have a lot to show in terms of like who I am as a person, like my beliefs, my morals, everything. But um, it just goes back, like every conversation we have, it just goes back to confidence. Yeah, I think um, I'll try to help you out. Like, so I think what you're kind of saying is LUCA is almost at this point, it's not really a real person. It's a vision you have for yourself. And LUCA is a person that you're trying to, that's the goal that you're trying to attain is trying to be LUCA. Is that like correct or am I kind of correct? It's more... LUCA is inside of me, like spiritually. Yeah, I got you. It's a matter of me just letting that out and learning how to let it out. Okay. Yeah. No, like, I, you know I, what I mean? Uh, yeah. So just like literally, just over time, it's becoming more of like revealing more of who I am, really. Yeah. Like LUCA, it's always like it's always been inside of me. Mm. Like it yeah. always has, and I know that because when I was, I was young, like me and my friends, like I was playing guitar, like by this time maybe like eight or nine years old, I was talking about, and I would have my friends come over and like, in my head I would like try to envision like us being a band, you know, and I would like give us a name and be like, all right, yo, you're you're on drums, you'll sing, I'll play the guitar, like I would try to coordinate these things, and like we, me and my like my friends like Alexa and Melanie, and um. You know, my friend, like, you know, Greg and Alex, like, um, my neighborhood was, like, a group of, like, kids of all relatively, like, the same, like, uh, age. And, um, like I said, like, they would come over and I would have my guitar and, like, I will be, now that I think about it, maybe I was, like, six, five years old, maybe, because this was definitely younger. And I would, like, think, like, I'm in a band, like, having like the guitar and like I wanted to be a rock star when I was older and that's what I told my mom 
like I wanted to grow like my hair out. I wanted to wear like cool clothes, like rock out with my guitar. And like yeah. I told him, I want to be a rock star. That's cool. <laughs> and, um, like you said, like as you as you get older, like you learn, like you learn a lot. Like there's a time, there was a time where I steered away from music. And this had to be maybe at some point in like the end of elementary school where like I stopped playing guitar and I was like, I was more like into soccer and like that sort of thing, but definitely by middle school, like I would say a year or two before I started making beats is when like I got back into music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I got that. So, like in conclusion of like this whole thing, um, LUCA has always been inside of me. It's just a matter of me getting that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, so like, going on to our next question, uh, you're at college right now, obviously. Um, just talk to me, you know, how has that been like going down all the way down the coast? Is it different? Um, have, uh, is it like better with, um, better with time since you're in quarantine, you can't really do anything. Like, have you been able to practice and hone in on your skills or like, what's it been like? It's been really interesting. Like really, like, this is the second time I've moved in my life uh. and it was all within like a short amount of time and like really like moving and like a whole life change is like really um excuse me has been really like impactful because like being here like taught me how to like be more independent like rely on myself and not rely on others like to get stuff done mm-hmm. and um and i'm sure like a lot of other college kids are going through the same phase you know people that like aren't um just on zoom but like people that you know, we're fortunate enough to go to like universities and colleges and live like by themselves or in a dorm. Um, and even people who don't go to college and just decided to move out at 18 and like be independent and like good for them, like if they can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is like really learning how to be yourself mm-hmm. and how to rely on yourself and do things yourself. And like when it comes to um, like the music, there has been like time I felt like, you know, I'm away um, like from like my parents, like I'm out on my own now. And, you know, a lot of the friends I grew up with are, you know, back at home, I'm away. So it's like, this is the time where I'm gonna really focus on what I'm doing, you know? So yeah. Now that I'm like by, like by myself. I mean, with the exception of, you know, my brother's here, like um, living with me in my apartment. And like, yeah. he's like a huge, he's had a huge impact on me as an artist. And like, he helps me like with uh, like branding and marketing, and, like really like getting me out, like out of my comfort zone, like yeah, stuff like that. Like he's, he's the reason I'm not like, so like low key with music, like as I would be, like he's, he really pushes me like to get out of my comfort zone, like be in front of the camera and like do that kind of stuff. So um, he's the bank for that. So shout out to uh, John Michael, my brother. Yeah, of course. But uh, um, no, not even just him, but like all my family you know, yeah, supports yeah. me and like pushes me. So yeah, not a lot of people like are fortunate enough to say that and I get that, you know? Mm. So 
I'm yeah. definitely grateful for that. Uh, yeah. So, um, like, with college and everything, are you planning on using the skills that you get in college um, to help boost your music career? Or are you trying to do music more on the side as you graduate college? Like, uh, just talk to me about that. Yeah. So, I'm in a marketing – so, I'm a major in, in – um, majoring in marketing right now so like my plan is that everything I learned in marketing and when it comes to like the classes and like the skills I obtain and the connections to professors connections to students like all these things combined um could really be taken and like brought back to you know me as a business um for my music so it's like everything I'm learning learning in college could be taken like to benefit my music career mm, okay. so, and that's that's the really good thing about it and let's say that you know music doesn't work out you know i'll still have a degree in marketing which i can get like a, a job with and you know we don't want to rely on that to happen you know mm, yeah like, music is like i want to go in like with the mindset that that's not going to happen but yeah yeah you know in case anything you know goes wrong you know i'll be okay you know yeah like in terms of like financials or just life in general and opportunity. Sure, yeah. So um, that's really my plan, you know, yeah. just learning and taking advantage of any opportunity I can. Yeah. And really just like, um, you know, going with it and applying myself, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, while you're down there, I noticed that you posted on Instagram that you were with Souls and you went to your first studio session um, just like tell me about that like how was it did you enjoy it like what's it like how'd you get in contact with souls too yes so yeah surprising enough I've been doing music for about a year and put out so much music never been to one studio session yeah and that's the beautiful thing about like now is that people could really record music from home in their own bedroom you know with a couple hundred dollars of equipment compared to a couple hundred dollars of multiple like studio sessions you know yeah and um the sad thing i feel like is that like music engineers aren't getting the credit that they deserve mm -hmm. and like it's a it's going to be unfortunately like um the industry is going to like shrink and like less people are going to studios and stuff like that and like i feel bad for these engineers because like i appreciate the art that they do like the part of music that they play into because it's like you know, they're just as important as a lot of other factors that go into a song, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's the sad thing. But, um, you know, moving forward, it's like, you know, I was able to record from home a lot. So going to the studio session was a brand new, like, experience, like, for me. Like, I walked in the room, like, I see huge speakers. I see, like, a really, like, nice computer, um, like, computer screen with all this, like, the keyboards and um all the actual like consoles for the um, for like eqs and like all these like physical stuff that i would find virtually on fl yeah but the hardware is actually like there in the studio mm -hmm. but um yeah no um linking up with souls is really cool because you know he's he's talented you know he's he's worked hard to get to where he's at and um you know, he's just a genuine person who's treated me well as a fellow artist. And not only that, but just like a friend, you know? Yeah, for sure. So these are the types of people you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. Um, like did you meet? Have, 
did you meet so sorry did you meet souls like through the internet or what i'm just curious like as to how you met him so he knew my older brother yeah because they used to like um like they both are into like shoes and like fashion and all that stuff this is like hype beast like sneakers and clothes so they knew each other like online okay so when um my brother um, my older brother christian when he would post like promotion like for my music on like his social medias um souls would see it because like they're friends so like souls like really liked the music and he reached out to my brother and was like yo like i really like this and all this stuff and like over time now that i'm in florida you know like he reached out to me and like uh, he was saying like he really liked delilah and he's like yo like i'm going to the studio saturday like come through so i saw that i was like you know like say less like i'll be there mm-hmm. so like right from work um i was really like in my work clothes i brought an extra pair of clothes and got in the car got to the studio you know changed uh, washed up or whatever and then uh got to be there for like a good hour or two and like i got to see like him record and like um you know the audio engineer like he was really cool and it was overall just like a good first impression on what was happening yeah so you didn't record any music yourself you just kind of observed souls it was like a collaborative effort like i was helping him with some lyrics and i was doing um like i was just we're all like sharing ideas and stuff um souls wrote the record beforehand yeah um but you know some of the lyrics in there like some of the changes and the flow and stuff like that like like i was able like to uh, share like my ideas on that and like it was just one like room of like accepting ideas and that's like so important in music yeah like studio sessions and like you know i can't speak on it because i've only been to one like i'm not going to sit here and say like i'm uh experienced in like Mm. the whole like what to do and what not to do in the studio yeah i would say like that was something that was cool was it like any ideas that the engineer had or that he had or that i had like nothing was pushed under the table or like swapped away like everything was considered and tried so yeah, sure. yeah so no like shout out to souls um shout out to the audio engineer like overall it was, it was awesome yeah that's sick um so do you have any uh, future plans as far as music, whether that's short term or long term? You know, any new songs you're doing? Any albums? Or are you kind of sticking to your um, to your first album and Delilah and all that, and just getting that rather than figuring out what's happening next? Like right now, I've been like focusing on promoting Delilah. Like, like I said, like social media has been a huge part of that, and like TikTok yeah. and Instagram, and just posting every single day, and like just making sure you have like that brand awareness and exposure. Yeah. It could really take you far because, you know, it's just such important as a, as an online business. So, um, moving from there, you know, I'm going to be continuing to promote uh, Delilah, but um, I'm currently working on a new project right now um, as like a future release. And you know, I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you. yeah, you could expect future music from me. So. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah wow. for sure. Has school made it any harder for you to record music? Or are you still be able to, you know, find time to record? No, no, absolutely. Like, school has definitely made it harder. And that's the thing. It's not, 
I'm not gonna take less time with school to work on music. Yeah. And I'm not gonna take less time in music, like to do like other things. And like I have a family too. Like there's a lot that you know I'm responsible for. Balance. Yeah. So it's really just not taking away from things. It's more how do you evenly distribute your time for all your stuff that like you're responsible for. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not it's not about how much sleep you get. You know, and this is something that Gary Vee has said. Like, this is not it's not about how much sleep you get. It's about what do you do like in the hours that you're awake. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like if I don't sit on my phone all day or like I don't binge watch Netflix or like play video games and stuff all day, it's like you could coordinate your time and get everything yeah. you need to be done. And like there's gonna be sacrifices, you know. Like there's been like the recently I haven't been able to work on um a lot of music because of like school assignments and stuff like that. Mm. But you gotta weigh your options and like really understand what's going on. Yeah. Because like I'm paying a lot of money for school and like everything I learned in school I'm gonna be reapplying into like music and a yeah. possible like another job one day and like stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really I'm investing in an education. So I'm not gonna waste that you know yeah for sure so I'm, I'm gonna treat school like just as important as anything else yeah and like 100%. as far as yeah as far as music goes and like family life and social life if you're dedicated towards it you can definitely find a balance it's just making the effort to find a balance really mm -hmm. yeah, it's like people who like have so much on their plate and they complain like, oh, I don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough time to do that. Like, I get it, but there's ways, there's ways around it. There's always a way. Yeah, no, I get that 100%. Um, yeah, I was talking to my mom about like the interview today and like how I was excited about it. And she actually had a question that she wanted me to ask you. But yeah, go ahead. Good. Um, so my mom uh, asked, what's one thing that you wish you knew when you started music that, um, well, what's one thing that you wish you would have known when you started music that you know today? One thing I wish I knew? Yeah. It's like, how should I put this? It's like surrounding yourself with the right people is very important. And it's like, it's weird because it's not that I didn't know that going in. It's the fact that you you don't know something until you really experience it, you know? Yeah, sure. Like, you, I could sit here all, like, or I, I could have sat at the time before I started really making music, and, like, I could have known that, like, that's common sense. Like, you surround yourself with good people, like, you have a better life, you know? That, like, that's yeah. common sense. But once you're in situations where, like, you're with people who don't really, like, share the same morals as you, or like really hold the same values or like really um really care that's really what it's, it's just care yeah like about you and about your um what you're trying to do and like just having good intentions yeah just being able to read read that like in people is very important yeah for sure for sure and you can't really just accept everyone that comes your way like, you know what i mean like there has to be some sort of barrier your place yeah. at first because you really should know a person before you really 
um, try to have like a, a relationship with them, whether it's yeah. business, friendship, like normal like relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. So yeah. um, something, yeah, so that's really my answer, really. Yeah. It's really um, like evaluating someone before you put so much effort into it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like you, you made like a lot of like really good, like meaningful points and, um, you definitely opened my eyes up to like a lot of things, whether it's just when we're texting or just today right now. Um, yeah, so yeah. first off, thank you for that. Um, Absolutely. second of all, like, um, do you have any advice that you want to either reiterate or just want to say off the top of your head that you have for anybody who wants to be in your position and make music and stuff like that? Yeah, literally like, like literally just what we were just talking about is just really surround yourself with good people no matter if they i don't know if like you see something like good out of it like for example if you're in high school and like this doesn't even have to apply to music like let's say you're in high school and like one of the kids in your grade is like the cool kid and like his parents don't care and he throws all the parties yeah like don't be friends with him just for you know to get invited yeah exactly like if you know he's you know a bad person and like you're really not cool with him or her whoever if you really don't like them don't be a fake friend yeah for sure because it's really just going to put you into certain situations that you're going to regret yeah exactly it's really like surround yourself with people that share the same ideas, same morals, and you'll make your life and the things you do a lot easier and like, you'll just be more happy as a person. Yeah, exactly. Because if you constantly surround yourself with people who have conflicting morals and stuff, you'll be disappointed every time when you have expectations. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't hold expectations for people because everyone's different. Yeah. Exactly. So that's really my advice. It's really yeah. don't hold huge expectations for people. Like yeah. Know who they are before you really commit. And um, that's really, yeah, that's really it. Yeah. I was just, um, I wasn't being rude. I was, I was just pulling up our text because I want to reiterate a point you made. Um, you said, no, you're fine. You're fine. never let negative stuff get to your head because I let, cause I let that happen too many times. It did nothing for me. So that's just kind of like reiterating the point that you made. I just wanted to like point that out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing, um, literally just self-doubt, like what we were talking about before is you gotta think when it comes to insecurity, anxiety, all those things, it's you lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It's you taking what other people have put on you, other people's insecurities, and it's really just going on to you. And it's going to limit yourself so much. And sometimes and you can't control it. But you really just at least have to try to. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of, and like, the sad things, like, people will grow up, you know, that are bullied, like, in their childhood. Or, like, it doesn't even have to be in their childhood. It can be any time in their life. Yeah. Like, people that are bullied, like, did you think they deserved it? Probably not. Yeah. But how does it affect them later in their life? they become socially awkward because the last time they tried to talk to people, they got bullied. Mm-hmm. They don't get involved in sports, which means now they have less friends. 
yeah. then it, it builds um, insecurity in them. So then like they less accepting of trying new things. And that one phase of getting bullied or whatever ruined their entire life. Yeah. Just because of someone's ego who thought they were cooler by putting someone down. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's sad. And then, like, people feed on that. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know, like, I don't want to talk, like, I'm, like, so experienced in life or anything. I'm really not. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Really, I don't know we're all, anything. We're all young. I, so. I, know, I know I don't know anything. But what I do know is that, like, I've seen this, these things happen. Like, I've seen people in middle school be, like, bullied for just being different and I saw that how that took them to high school where like they're antisocial they didn't get involved with anything in school and it all stems from that one point of where they felt like wow I'm less than someone else because of whatever and um you know I like being friends with those people yeah because if that was me I would have wanted someone to be like you know forget all this negative stuff that's happening i'm gonna go against that and open my mind to this person and be like yeah. you know what? they might be a good person they might be something like someone i want to be friends with yeah exactly so yeah that's really um, what it is yeah and uh, one thing i took away from this interview is that like your mindset is very like it's very heavy on like being in the present and just you know kind of shooting your shot in the present um just based on you know your passion and stuff i think that's really cool and um, before we leave, I just wanted to say, like, it's crazy because, like, um, I remember the first time we, like, actually met was when we were talking to L.A. on air. Um, yeah. After, yeah. after we talked, I think it's crazy because, like, I was thinking, like, you know, how like, we had to get to class and stuff. Like, I was thinking, like, if, if I hadn't gone over there, like, I decided to go to class, like, we wouldn't have been able to meet probably, which is just, like, Butterfly. crazy. Yeah, so I think it's just, like, crazy. And, like, I'm really glad that we met, too, because, like, you have, like, a lot of, like, great stuff that we're able to yeah. talk about. We have, like, a similar mindset. So it's cool to have people that are, like, driven the same way and like you know move the same way as you do so i just wanted to like say that so yeah no if you ever if you ever have a thought about like oh i don't know if i should do this if those words pop up in your head do it yeah <laughs> do it do it do it because yeah like going to kyw that thing it's like i was handed a paper for one, one of my teachers um his name is mr dowd like he was an awesome teacher yeah so and he gave me a paper, it was like the KYW thing. No, everyone, check this out. Like, cool, like, let me know if you're interested. Yeah. And I saw this, like, I never did anything with, like, reporting on news or radio or anything. So I was like, you know what? This would be cool because, like, I know nothing about this. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to just try to learn it. Yeah. Like, why not get involved? Like, learn something new, meet some people. So if I stood there and looked through the paper and was like, no, like, I don't, I don't know anything about this. Like, you know, I was the only one in my whole school to sign up for that. Really? Yeah. I was so it's like, so. yeah. So it's like, if I were to sit there and like, be like, you know what? I don't know anything about this. Like, I don't even know anyone that's going to be there. Like I have to take a train to Philly. Like, uh, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, I if I would have done that, then I never would have met you. I never would have made friends with some of the people there. I never would have learned like behind the scenes of what goes on in like news reports because like that whole that whole thing was pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I love um, that. That doing that made me learn the train 
like the train system, like subway system in Philly, because um, I've never done that like before. Like I've never needed to use the train before, mm-hmm. and, like except for those sessions. So like early on Saturday mornings, I'd go to the train station. Like I figured out all the route, like the routes and stuff. And after that, like me and my friends would go on trips to Philly all the time because like that's something I learned while I did that. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Otherwise, I would have been so confused. Like I've never done so. Yeah. Um, so yeah um, yeah definitely what you said like it's like a whole different vibe in the city so like it's super cool that, like even though we we're just going to learn about like like broadcasting and stuff like that like it's still cool you got to learn about like the train station and like the city as a whole like I think it's super yeah. cool like even if like like literally no matter what you do in life you're always going to learn something like that's more than what you originally thought you were going to learn you know exactly it's like that's just like a beautiful thing that like the world presents so many opportunities that you don't even recognize. Hundred percent. Hundred. Hundred. Yes. Yeah. And like I grew up in like a suburban like neighborhood. Like I was in Brompton Township, New Jersey. Like there was no need for train stations around me. So it's, yeah. It's like I was never opened up to that. Like I was never experienced in that. Like everything was by car. Like I would yeah. walk down the street in CVS or something. Like. Yeah. I didn't grow up in the city, so it's like opening my eyes to that and getting to experience that is just it was just cool, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so like I think we're gonna wrap it up there. Like we had like a really good talk and this is like definitely one of the more interesting interviews I've had. So um, yeah, yeah. thank you for that. I'm really glad you got to come on. Um so before we leave, uh why don't you just drop all your socials, like all of them, so that gotcha. we can follow you on everything. Yes. So I'll start off with my Instagram. You can follow me at Luca Official, but after each letter in Luca, it's a period. So it's L period, U period, C period, A period, official. So that's my Instagram. You can follow me on my Spotify page. It's just my artist name. It's L-U-C-A with a period and space after each letter. Um, follow me on TikTok. I post like every day on TikTok. I post every day on um, Instagram. Um, my Instagram and my TikTok are the same name. So it's just Luca with a period after each letter and then official right after. Um, and yeah, um, that's really it. All right. Um, before we leave, huge shout out to Luca. Make sure you guys please follow him because he does have some awesome stuff on his page. Make sure you go look up his, of course, bro, make sure you go look up his um Delilah music video, you will not be disappointed. Very cool visuals. Um, very cool song as well. Um, yes, thank you. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just gonna say, like, shout out to my friends Anthony and Joey for helping me with that music video. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, like yeah, and like follow them on Instagram too. Like Anthony, it's it's Ant V66, and then friend Joey is Joey underscore Scalza. So it's Joey and then underscore S C E L Z A. And then Ant is just A-N-T-V-6-6. Yeah, for sure. Everybody Those go follow them. Be, yeah, yeah, and they're, like, really talented at what they do in, like, videography. So 100%. really, like, check them out. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, thank you for coming on, bro. I'm glad, like, we were able to find time. No and I had a really good time, uh, and I'll talk yeah, to you soon. Absolutely. Yeah, right. no problem, dude. Yeah, all thank right. You. Yep, and um, hope you guys, you know, enjoy and check out my music. Yeah, for um, sure. And I uh, appreciate you having me here. And yeah, it was, it was such a good time. Like, yeah, to, it was to fun. talk to you and really, like, 
um, you know, connect on that level. So. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's always cool to have like creative conversations with other creative individuals. So yeah, 100%. definitely awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you later. We're going to get this episode up and let's run it. Yep. All right. I'll see you, bro. Peace.